Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk to you. All right, thing. Live. Some power and love, our God is an awesome God. Come on, saints. God is an awesome God. He reigns heaven above with wisdom, power, God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wings. power and love our God is an awesome God. Lead us in prayer. Send this now. Father God, in the precious holy name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you for shelter from bad weather. We appreciate you for what you've done to us, through us, and for us. We thank you for all your creations. We adore you, O God. We magnify you. We glorify you. And we praise you. Lord, we pray that you will keep us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. Help us with all of our problems. Help us to do better at work or at school. We ask you, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for your will to be done in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer, our guide and our protector. Amen. Amen and amen. Saints, we greet each of you in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ who is our strength and our redeemer. He's our very present help in a time of trouble. We thank God for another day, children of God. This day was not promised to everyone. There are many who have gone on just last night. They have gone on to eternity. But God has allowed you and me to be here one more day. He has added another day to the calendar of our lives. We thank God. We appreciate him. We pause reverently. To say thank you 
to our Creator. Thank you to our Heavenly Father. Don't don't let the day go by. Don't be too busy with your day that you forget to give thanks and praise to your Heavenly Father. Don't don't let that happen now. Let let us not be tricked by the adversary. Another day is a gift. Another day is a precious, precious gift from God. There are individuals that you and I have known that wish they had another day. Father, Lord says, yes, that is true, Robert. There are individuals that we have known that wish, because everybody that we have known has not entered into, that has passed away, has not entered into the kingdom of God. There's some people that we've known that that have had to be sent to hell. And these individuals now wish that they had another day. Whereas you and I may not go to worship, some of them wish they had another opportunity. Whereas you and I may not go to church, some of them wish they had an opportunity to go to church one more time. I'm telling you, children of God and people in general, there is going to come a day when the things that we have taken for granted or we didn't see as being that much, they are going to be seen as very, very important. You know, I've I've had to learn that uh, right here in this life. There was a day I didn't think too much about jumping up and, and going outside. No problem. But now having had this stroke, you know, I've got to go through some changes now just to go outside, just to drive my vehicle. So I just want to encourage you, don't don't take for granted, you know, thank God for everything. Thank God for everything. And that brings us right on into our our topic today, which is thank God for life. Thank God for Life. We're going to look at the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, and we're going to focus in on verse 20. Ephesians, chapter 5, and we want to focus in on verse 20. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, Always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord 
Jesus Christ. We're working from our theme. Thank God for life. Thank God for life. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' precious name, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Forgive us, Father, of our sins in thought, word, deed. We have not been perfect, little children, Father, but you've been a perfect father. We thank you. We love you. We ask, Father, that you continue to watch over us, continue to protect us, continue to excuse our transgressions. We thank you for the precious blood of Jesus and the work that he did for us on Calvary Cross. Father, as your people have gathered together today, let not Robert Bryant speak. Let your spirit speak to him, through him, and for him. Let your people be blessed. Let somebody hear something today that will encourage them, strengthen them, edify them, help them to go on a little further in you. We all have different needs, Father. Meet us at the point of our need. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Let God's people say amen. Amen and amen. Give thanks for what? Well, thank God for life. As we look at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 20, the Apostle Paul deals with the saints in Ephesus about following God's example. He opens up in verse 1 talking about following God's example. I want to encourage you, children of God, let us follow what? God's example. God shows us and has shown us a perfect example. Now, something is wrong if your father is wise and you a fool as a son. Something is wrong if your mother is wise and you a fool as a daughter. That means you have not followed what? You have not followed their example. God is our heavenly father. We have a responsibility to study him, to study his ways, to study his will, to study his word so that we will not be foolish, come on, children of God, sons and daughters. Follow God's example. Paul then goes on to talk about 
in verse 8. And we're going to come on down and we're going to start around verse, four, verse 15. But he comes down to verse 8 and he starts talking about how we once were. See, as a child, listen to me, child of God, every child of God under the sound of my voice, you ought to be able to talk about how you once were. If you can't talk about how you once were, either you have not really been saved or something. There is a problem. Because every one of us was once something should have been, as children of God, very different from what we are today. In other words, you ought to know the difference that God, that Christ has made in your life. Paul says in verse 8 here, you were once in darkness. Paul said, look, now, whether you recognize how you once were or not, Paul said, I'm telling you how you once were. We were once in darkness. We spoke under the unction of darkness. We thought darkness thoughts. We did darkness deeds. We were people in what? Darkness. But now we are light in the Lord. I want to encourage you today, child of God. Whether you know it or not, you're different. I'm different. We're different. And Paul encourages us, live as what we are. See, now, 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 being something huh, and living as something are two different things. You know, and my spirit is going and the Lord is flashing Mephibosheth in my mind. Mephibosheth was a descendant of Saul. In other words, he was a king's what? Son. Now, when David took over the kingship, Mephibosheth's nurse was escaping and running with him, and she dropped him, and he was disabled in his feet. And, and, and you know, he, he lived a, a kind of a rough and difficult life being disabled, uh, having been uh, ousted from uh, the palace, and, and he kind of lived a rough life. But when David came to power, David wanted to know, were there any descendants of Saul that he could show kindness to them? Somebody told him, you know, there's Mephibosheth. There's a young man named David said, go get him. They went and got Mephibosheth from the, I think he was living in Lodabar, a place called Lodabar, which was a place that was not very, not a lot of good things were coming up out of Lodabar. It was just kind of rough, cross the tracks, rough area. They went and got Mephibosheth, and they brought him into the palace. And Mephibosheth, who had adopted a kind of a negative view of himself, saw himself as a dead dog. David, in essence, had to let him know, you know, you are a king's offspring. 
and you will be treated as such. My child of God, I want to encourage you today. I don't know what they told you growing up. I don't know what they told you in your neighborhood, in your schools, but I'm here to tell you today that you are a king's kid. You deserve to be treated. Come on, somebody. Talk to me in here. As a king's kid. You're not in Lodabar anymore. David had to let Mephibosheth know, you're not in Lodabar anymore. You're not a dead dog. Them thoughts that you had, them negative thoughts that you had about yourself and about your destiny and about your life, that's, David said that mess is over. You're not in Lodabar. You are a king's kid. Well, we bless God today. We bless God for who we are. Encourage everyone under the sound of my voice to live as children of light. Live as what we are. And look at verse 10 now, because this is one of the most important things that you and I will ever do as people of God. I love this verse 10. I, I, I could preach. I could preach the rest of the day on verse 10. We, 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 we don't even have to get down into the message. This verse 10 could be the message. You say, Apostle, what is verse 10? Now I, I'm driving or I don't have my Bible or I'm listening to you while I'm in the bathroom. I, I can't look in the Bible. What is verse 10? The Bible says in verse 10, in Ephesians 5 and 10, says, find out what pleases the Lord. I want to encourage as many children of God as are under my the sound of my voice, whatever country you may be in, whatever nation you may be in. I, I had to tell one, one sister today, she was contacting me and she asked me today, she said, uh, Pastor, she said, I want you to pray for me. And I said, woman of God, I said, what's what's going on in, in your life? And she said, you know, a lot of things are going on. She said, but I, I want you to pray for me. And then she came back and she said, Pastor, should I stop wearing pants? And, you know, she's from Nigeria. And I know that that in Nigeria, many congregations preach against women wearing pants. In fact, one great friend of mine that I met down there, I had to to straighten him out on it, much like I had to share with this sister earlier today. I said, woman of God, I said, look, I said, the Bible does not say that women should not wear pants. I said, now, now the Bible doesn't say it. And she, and she said, where are you? I said, in the, in the United States. And she said, oh, okay. You know, as if to say, I understand why you talking like this because you know things are different in the united states than here in nigeria and i and i came back and the lord placed in my spirit to share something with us look i said you got to make a decision in your life whether you're going to please god 
or whether you're going to try to live according to what men have said and please your culture. You've got to decide. Every one of us, in fact, this is something every one of us, we've got to decide because in, in every culture that I've ever been in, I've been in about 50 countries around the world, there are things that are done in various cultures that are not in line with the word of God. And every one of us has to make a decision and make a choice. Now, it's going to mean some persecution. Doing things that that go against your culture, that go against the majority uh, thought process, and it's going, to, it's going to mean some persecution. But each one of us has to decide whether we are going to please God, you know, or whether we are going to attempt to please our culture. You know, the early apostles and disciples and Christians, they had to do it. They went through it. You know, there were things that the Jews were doing, you know, and, and the Lord is flashing Acts chapter 10 in my spirit. It was common knowledge that Jews didn't have anything to do with Gentiles. Everybody knew that 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem. I mean, that that wasn't even something that you had to think about. They were taught that as little bitty people. But in Acts chapter 10, the Lord was showing Peter that that was no longer the case. You know, God let down a sheep from heaven, told Peter to get up, kill and eat. Peter was like, no, Lord, no, never have I eaten anything impure or unclean. The Lord told him, do not call anything impure or unclean that I have made clean. In other words, the Lord was saying, look, if I don't clean something up, don't you be running around talking about it's unclean. He wasn't really talking. He, he was using food as the example. But what the Lord was really trying to get Peter to understand was with Gentiles and with people. That God can clean people up, and we don't need to be running around talking about they are unclean when God has cleaned them up. Peter wasn't ready for that revelation. Well, the reality is sometimes people are not ready for the higher revelation of God. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you will be ready for the higher revelation of God. See, and that's why sometimes, you know, people will will continue to do things a certain way. You know, people. that's why some people right here in the United States, they still feel like Sunday is the day of worship. Even though you show them right in the scripture that in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, when the church was first established, the saints met Every day they continue to meet in the temple court. Some people, uh, uh, Sunday, Sunday. One of the reasons why God wants us to study, commands us to study, God says, because what I want to do, Robert, is I want to take my people into higher what? 
revelations. And without study, people remain in lower revelation. My prayer for every one of you. I see various countries represented here. My prayer for every one of you is that God, you will allow God to take you into higher revelation. How do you think we grow as Christians? What Christian growth is all about is receiving and applying, come on, children of God, what? Higher revelation. Jesus said, upon this rock shall I build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What was he talking about? What was the rock? It was the revelation of who Jesus Christ was. It wasn't on Peter. It wasn't on James or on John. It was on revelation. God wants you and I to walk in. Come on. Revelation. Praise the living God. See, Revelation, what the door is dealing with me on, Revelation is a deeper understanding of the Word of God. Like in my spirit, I'm like, Lord, what you know? I, what can I share with the, the people? What is revelation? You know, one of the things God is giving, it's a deeper understanding of the word of God. Remember now, who gave Jesus most of the problems that he had during his earthly ministry? Pharisees. <laughs> Scribes, teachers of the law, elders, you know, who were these groups? These were the religious leaders. What was the problem? They did not allow themselves to go into deeper revelation. Listen, we will have some of the most trouble out of folk, family members, so-called friends, individuals that won't go into deeper revelation. That's that's a lot of times where we have some of the most trouble, the most problem, people that will not allow themselves. My prayer for every one of you, that you will allow yourself to be taken into deeper revelation. Why did Jesus have to take the sheep back to heaven with Peter in Acts chapter 10? The Bible said this happened three times. The Lord told him three times, get up, Peter. Kill and eat. Peter was like, no, 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 Lord. Lord said, get up, Peter. Kill and eat. Peter was like, no, 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 no. Lord, Lord said, get up, Peter. Kill and eat. Peter was like, no, no, no. Immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. What was the problem? Lord said, Robert, what was the problem? I'm like, Lord, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't allow himself to go into deeper revelation. So the Lord had to take the blessing back. There are some of us that we don't have certain blessings in our life. Not because God don't have them. God said, I got all blessings. Not because God didn't try to give them. But because we would not accept what God was trying to do. So God took his sheep back in heaven. My prayer for each one of you from the day. 
for each one of us. No more sheets will have to be taken back in our life. No more blessings will have to be taken back. God took his blessing right on back to heaven. God said, I'm not going to argue with you, Peter, about blessing you. Jesus went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Tried to share the word, tried to heal, deliver, bless the people. People didn't want it. Jesus walked right out of there and left. Listen to me, child of God. Some of our countries, some of our cities, some of our states, some of our churches, the Lord has had to walk out of because people didn't want to receive what the Lord was trying to give. Listen to me, my brothers and my sisters. Let us receive what God is trying to give us. Quit blaming everything on the devil, the devil, the devil, the witches, the wizards. It's some stuff you just wouldn't accept. You look at Acts 10. Peter losing that blessing of eating didn't have nothing to do with the devil. Didn't have nothing to do with witches. Didn't have nothing to do with wizards. It was his own stubbornness, his own refusal to listen to what God was trying to say that God had to take it back. May that not be our portion any longer in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on. All right, let's finish up here. We're not going to be very long today. Find out what? What pleases the Lord? Well, you got to ask him. You know, how do you know whether a person like uh, chocolate cake or whether they like vanilla cake? Ask him. How do you know whether a person like uh, uh a pinstripe suit, or whether they like a solid. What? Ask them. What we got to do, children of God, you need to ask the Lord so you can find out what he like. How you going to know that I don't like eggs if you don't ask me? Or you going to wait till you bring me some eggs and then I had to tell you, after you done spent time and energy and effort, and I had to tell you, I don't like eggs. You done spent all your time, spent your money buying eggs and cooking it when you could have simply asked me. We can ask the Lord, Lord, what you, what you want me to do? Lord, what you like? What you like in our congregation? What you like in our meetings? As children of God, Lord, what do you like? And let me try to give to you what? What you like. My prayer for you, children of God, is that you will give the Lord what he like. Lord, say here, I'm telling you, God said, Robert, I'm telling my people right here in verses 8 through uh, the end of the chapter what I like and what I don't like. God said, I'm telling you right here, this is why I want you to study. This is why I want you to, to read my word and study my word and meditate on my word. God said, because I'm telling you right here what I like and what I don't like. For you were once in darkness. You tell me, did God like that or, 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 or he don't like it? Darkness, being in darkness. What do you say, children of God? He didn't like it. But now you are light in the Lord. Lord, like like us as light or don't like it? What do you think? He likes it. Live as children of light. He likes it. 
For the fruit of light consists of goodness, righteousness, and truth. Likes it. Find out what pleases the Lord. Likes it. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Deeds of darkness. Doesn't like you. I'm telling you right here what I like and what I don't like. But rather expose them. God says it's shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret. What the disobedient do in secret. Like or dislike? Dislike. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. Stuff being exposed by the light. He likes it. Everything that is illuminated becomes light. He likes it. That is why they said, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. So children of God, study God's word. God tell you just what he like and what he don't like. He'll tell you just what he like, just what he don't like, just what he loves and just what he hates. So be careful. Be, look at verse 15, children of God. Be very careful then how you live. Not as wise, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Listen to me, children of God. One day, you you not husband, you're not gonna have your wife. One day, wife, you're not gonna have your husband. One day, parents, you're not gonna have your children. One day, children, you're not gonna have your parents. Brothers, one day you're not gonna have your sister, but one day your brother, you're gonna be going to his funeral. Or your sister, you're gonna be going to her funeral. You won't have them. So so make the most. I mean, I mean, hearing God, make the most of every opportunity. Let's go and day. We go by and tell people, look, man, I love you, man. I love you. I know we may not have spent as much time or we may not. Hey, I love you. You know, the Lord had placed on my spirit uh, some months ago before I left for uh, East Africa to contact my baby sister. And to let her know that I loved her and let her know that, you know, his Lord was like, Robert, you traveling all over the world, telling people about Jesus and telling people about the goodness of God. I said, but uh, you've got family members that are right here. And I had to share with her. I said, look, I said, now, you know, if I might not get the chance to tell you this again, but I said, you need to know that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that the only reason why we in this life is that we might live for the Lord. God lets us do a whole lot of things, but you and I are here in this life that we might live for the Lord. Now, don't don't miss that. My prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice, don't miss that. That's why we're here. God let us do all God let us go to movies. God let us go out to dinner. God let us go you know, buy clothes, go shopping. God God said, I'll let you do a whole lot of stuff. But why you are here, there's a specific reason why you are here, my brother. There's a specific reason why you are here, my sister. And that's to live for what? God. 
Bible said, look at verse 17. Don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. That's God's will, that we understand why we're here. You're not here just to be just to be going to the movies, just to be shopping, just to be eating and drinking. The Bible says in, in Noah's day, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving into marriage right up to the day Noah entered the ark. People didn't even realize that they were here for a higher purpose. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you need to realize that you're here for a higher purpose. Bible said, don't, 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 don't be foolish. Understand what the Lord's will is. I, I, I thank God today. Um, I think one of the pastors in our room had asked Apostle, when you know, when are you coming to to uh I don't know whether it was Nairobi or one of the, it was one of the countries and I said, you know, the Lord willing will be there in Nairobi. Uh the second week of April. And one of the pastors there in Nairobi said, Apostle, my people are, are asking, when are you going to come back to our church? I said, man of oh God, I said, the Lord willing. I said, we'll, we'll get a chance to visit. And one of the pastors came in. Apostle, when will you come down to Mombasa? I said, the Lord willing. You know, while we were in Nairobi, and when one of the pastors came in, said, Apostle, what about you, God? And the pastors were just from different countries were saying, Apostle, when, what about, and then some of the pastors from, from West Africa were saying, Apostle, what about uh, uh, Sierra Leone? I said, the Lord willing, the Lord willing. There were more invitations than we could even uh, handle. But we thank God that God's people appreciate what God has placed within you and desire to receive it. I pray. I pray for you, my brother, my sister. You know, Bible said prophet is without honor in his own home, in his own hometown, in his own country. My, my prayer is that others will not have to receive from one that you could be receiving from if you appreciated them. My brother, don't let another man appreciate your wife more than you. My sister, don't let another woman appreciate your husband more than you. My 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 sons and my daughters, don't let another appreciate your parents more than you do. Parents, don't let another appreciate your children more than you do. Let us appreciate what? One another. Appreciate one another. Don't be foolish. Let's understand what the Lord's will is. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery or extreme sin. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. And they bring us down to verse 20. We're going to close this message. We're not going to be here all day. Always. God has told us what we need to be doing always. Here it is. Always. 
whatever's going on in your life, in your marriage, in your ministry, always giving thanks to God. I want to encourage you, child of God. Just be, be get in the habit of giving thanks to God. Get Just get in the habit of giving thanks to God. What, Lord, I mean, it, the Bible said we ought to give thanks in all circumstances. Good things happening to you, give thanks to God. Bad things happening to you, give thanks to God. Right things happening to you, give thanks to God. Wrong things happening to you, give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. Why? Because my brother and my sister, no matter how bad you are, and I see it as being, it could always be worse. Sometimes, you know, with this having had this stroke, you know, I'd be upset. I'd be upset, you know, because I can't move my right arm like I want to yet. I'm, you know, sometimes I can't bend it just like I want to, and I'd be mad and have my face all twisted up, and the Lord be like, Robert, it could be your left arm too. I'd be like, that's right, Lord. You know, sometimes one of the things around here, I'll, I'll be upset and it'll just be, Kind of going off about some things, saying to just be be looking at me and say, uh, and then when I finish, say, "Are you finished yet?" And I be, "Yeah, I'm finished." And then we get on back to giving thanks to God. We're human beings. God knows that, but God has placed within us, children of God, something that makes us more. Listen to me, child of God. You more, I am more than just a human being. Praise the living God. We are more. And what God wants us to do is to uh, go into that part of us that makes us more, which is him, which is his spirit. So I encourage you, child of God, you know, walk by his spirit, you know, listen to his spirit. And we can always give thanks to God for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you, children of God. We pray that heaven continues to smile on each of you. Is an awesome God, he reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an You can reach us through email at the Christian Center Church at gmail.com. Check out our website at https colon forward slash forward slash forward slash tcccww. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. daily. 
On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Answer ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile at you. In Jesus' name, amen.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.